as we share in these stories together, Mosaic, our hope is that as we realize what's happening all around us in our life stories, that there are um, practices that we can be engaged in together um, to help us as we're in that process of becoming all that, all that God is bringing about in our lives. And in particular, in particularly this morning, um, I want to talk about practices that, that help us tend to all of the moments that we're not here. Here's the reality. There are 168 hours in a week. Maybe you're here at Mosaic in this place for an hour and a half. Um, There are 10,080 minutes in a week. Maybe you are here for 90 minutes of the week. Um, That means there's 9,990 other minutes happening throughout our week. And our stories don't stop. In fact, if anything, our stories kind of stop when we come here, right? Because unfortunately, church can be the place where we come and we appear to have it all together and um, we can kind of play games with each other and but it's out there in those other 9,990 moments, those minutes of the week. That's where real life is happening. And so, Mosaic, as we share these stories together, these stories of God's grace at work, we want to say in very bold ways that we are a church that is committed to tending those other 9,990 moments of the week that you're not here. So, so how do we do that? How are we going to go about that? Um, one of the things I love about being a pastor is I love weddings. Any other wedding lovers in the room? Who loves being at weddings? Especially weddings where there's a dance floor, all right? Those are the best weddings, yes. Um, I'm always amazed because um, having just been to numerous weddings over the last 20 years that I've been walking with people through their lives. And, um, you, you know, you go to these weddings, and I'm always amazed that, you know, I'm out there on the dance floor, and I'm not a good dancer. But I'm like, this is where the action's at, right here. you got to be on the dance floor. And I'm always amazed because I'll look around the room, and I'll be like, there's always those people who they're just watching the people on the dance floor, you know? And you just want to go grab them by the hand and be like, come on, the action's over here, you know? Like, they're just, they're there for the ceremony, and then they're just kind of like sitting over there. If that's you, it's okay. We'll give you the time and space to just kind of do that. But let, let me encourage you, get out on the dance floor. Like, even if you're bad at it, that's where the action is at. Um, in Mosaic, we... We don't want to be a church that just shows up for the wedding ceremony, um, but ignores the rhythm of the dance floor, right? We, we want to be the church that shows up on that dance floor. We're like, man, we're doing the electric slide together, right? We're doing the YMCA. Like, we're all in this together. And some of us are better at it than others. And some of us, we're just a train wreck out there on the dance floor, Right? But it's okay. We're doing this together. We're tending to each and every moment of this big day called a wedding. And we want to be a church that's tending to those 9,990 other moments of the week. 
We, we can get so focused on just the 90 minutes here, and we're, we're missing it. We're missing it. Because Mike and Patty's story, man, for the, the three years between what happened and then Mike sharing the letter that he received from his daughter, I mean, there's a whole ton of life happening in there. There's a lot of hurt there's a lot of questions being asked. And, and I know at one point in time in the video, I heard them talk about just there was a sense of community around them, thank God, that they found encouragement from. And in a lot of ways, I believe it was that, that community around them that kept them moving forward, that kept reminding them, guys, even though it feels like a train wreck now, this is not the end of the story. You are in the process of becoming something. I want to kind of just put out a couple things for us to, to shape our imaginations a little bit. Um, Isaiah, who's one of the prophets of the Old Testament, uh, he's experiencing this, this call from God on his life. And in Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 3, um, we read these words. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet. And with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another. So Isaiah is having this, this grand vision of, of who God is. And all of these creatures are crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Not just part of the earth, not just the spaces where churches meet on Sundays, not just the spaces where the small group meets. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The Hebrew word there for glory is the word kavod. And kavod carries a sense of like weightiness, heaviness, um, incredible meaning, it's like walking outside on an incredibly humid day, and as soon as you walk outside, you're like, oh, humidity. Like, it's just on you, right? It's on you. You can't escape it. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The whole earth is every nook and cranny. It just drips with, like, the humidity of God's presence. It's there continually, all the time. And even in the midst of, of the tragedy that, that Mike and Patty were going through and whatever each of us are going through now, where maybe there's something in our life and we're saying, why? Why did I end up here? How did I end up here? I've tried to change this. I've tried to control it. I've tried all of this stuff, but it just feels like a train wreck. Through all of that, the glory of God in this weighty, significant, heavy kind of way, is just, it's just saturating all of it. God in no way is ashamed of any part of your story. In no way is he ashamed of any part of my story. And of all people, we should get this living here in Lincoln, right? I mean, it's kind of like the frost effect that's out there, right? It's just like everywhere you go, the frost effect is there. Um, even Laszlo's has breakfast burritos on game day. It's like, what? Come on, you know? Like, Mosaic, we want you to realize that, man... God's weightiness is all over your story right now. And it's just waiting. It's just waiting for you to kind of just show up and just say, all right, God, let, let the weightiness, the significance, the, the heaviness of your grace just do its work. Um, 
Something else to get us to think. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Jesus is showing up on the scene. And Jesus says these words, The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. So Jesus is speaking about the kingdom of God. He's talking about this age to come that in some ways is already present here, shaping the present system, shaping the present way that you're experiencing life, whatever's going on in your life. But there's this kingdom that's come near that Jesus is saying, here it is. It's come near. Um, And so repent, which is just a beautiful word that means come on home. Come on home. Repent just means come back home. Come back home to love. Come back home to this truth that the whole earth is filled with this weightiness, this significance, this heaviness of God, and his grace is there helping you become what you're becoming, even out of whatever kind of disappointment you're facing in life, whatever kind of train wreck you maybe feel like you've caused, whatever it is. Come on, come back home to love, come back home to this weightiness, and let's keep moving forward. Believe the good news. The good news is simply this. You don't have to fix this. You don't have to earn God's acceptance. You don't have to look for affirmation anywhere else. You have all of the acceptance, all the affirmation, everything you need from God's love right there with you in the midst of whatever it is that you're dealing with. So just come back home to that and let's move forward. Mosaic, God's saturating presence in the world and his opportune moments of breaking into our lives invite us onto the dance floor of restoration to participate through rhythms of grace Jesus already laid down for us. Here at Mosaic, we're going to begin, as we already have been, talking a lot about practicing rhythms of grace, especially in these other 9,990 minutes of our week when we're not here looking for whatever opportunities we can, paying attention to the weightiness, the significance, the heaviness of God's glory that's all around us, that in a moment, maybe you're like, the Spirit just kind of brings someone to mind. And as the Spirit brings someone to mind that you know from Mosaic, you're going to look to encourage them in some type of way. You're going to make that phone call. You're going to send that text message. You're going to look for an opportunity to say to them, hey, can we grab coffee? Can we go grab a drink? Like, let's just rest together. Let's go rest together. Let's rest together that we don't have to fix this. Let's rest together that even though it feels like we kind of got ourselves in this place, God's grace is already here, and God's grace is helping us become whatever it is that God's grace is going to have us become. Um, that's what we mean by our rhythms of grace. You know, let's just get together, and let's just let's listen. Let's just listen for God's voice. What's What's God's voice saying to you? What's he saying to me? And let's just share this together. Hey, let's share a table together. Let's just share a table together and just rest and say, you know what? As much as we'd like to apply our hands to the situation and fix it, much like a meal, all you can do is just receive it and take it in and let it nourish you. Like we're just going to share a meal together and just remind ourselves in a very powerful way um, that through this rhythm of grace of sharing a meal together, that God's going to nourish us through this. And he's going to keep us moving forward. We're not done here yet. Um, hey, let's bless, let's bless someone. Let's just, you know, let's just go and bless this person. I know they're walking a hard path. And so what's a tangible way that we can just go bless this person? And how can we celebrate little small steps that they're taking? I loved how Patty 
was talking about the journey in a lot of ways. She said it just, it's, it's a lot of hard steps forward. And sometimes it feels like one step forward, two steps back. But like, how are we celebrating the hard steps that we keep taking? Guys, these are the rhythms of grace, right? Let's just go rest together. Let's listen together. Let's share a meal together. I want to look to bless you in some very small, tangible way or maybe some huge way that blows your socks off. I want to celebrate with you the steps that you're taking. That's, that's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. That's what we do for each other in these other 9,990 moments that we're not here together on a Sunday morning. That's how we practice the, the beautiful work that God's doing. Um, let me just remind us as we prepare to come to these tables this morning, what do Jesus' rhythms of grace, all right, these, these rhythms of grace that Jesus laid down that he practiced so well and he invites us into practicing them, what do these restore in us? Um, first and foremost, I, Mosaic, I want us to hear this, that you, that you are sought and held just as you are right now. Just as you are, you are sought and you are held. You are not alone and you are not apart from God's care in your life. There's nothing you can do to separate yourself from his love and care. Nothing. And I know that might be hard to believe, and so just keep repeating it to yourself. Maybe you know somebody else who they have a hard time believing that. Just keep repeating it to them. You are sought and held just as you are. Um, in the rabbinical tradition, there's, when they talk about God's grace, they equate it to water. And when water flows, where does water go? Where does water go as it flows? Help me out. Downhill. It will go to the lowest possible place. It will keep going. It will keep going down. And so as low as you may feel in a situation right now, God's grace is going to go there. That's, that's how God's grace works. It's like water. It will keep flowing until it gets to the lowest place. And at that lowest place where you feel that you might be sometimes, maybe even right now, God's grace is saying to you, I'm here. I'm here. You're not alone. And here, let's start being refreshed. You are sought and held just as you are. Secondly, um, what do these rhythms of grace restore in us? Uh, you are loved. And you are enough right where you are. You're enough right where you are. Um, you don't have to do something else to try to earn this. And so right there, you are loved in that place and you are enough. You have incredible worth. Third thing, um, you are in the process of becoming. Okay? So just rest in that. You're in the process of becoming. Trust the one holding this process together. I love Mike and Patty's. they shared their story. They were um, down in their home. There's a kind of a wine cellar area right there. And anytime in the scriptures that there's a picture of a vineyard, that's a sign of God's presence, a sign of his work, and a sign of his blessing. Um, anytime you see in, in scripture, Israel is often equated to a, a being a vineyard. They're in the, in, and a vineyard is constantly being tended. And God is the vine dresser. He's the one tending the vines. He's the one pruning the vines. The vineyard is in the process of becoming something. 
Um, and as it's becoming something, it's fourth, um, you are invited into God's mission. Just as God is blessing you with the presence of his grace, you're in the process of becoming someone who now, as God is restoring you and doing something in your story, that you will now become someone who does the same type of activity. Mosaic, that's the kind of church we get to be. Um, so we want to close right now. I want to invite the team to come up and uh, as they prepare to lead us. Um, yeah, let this be a moment where you just allow Jesus to meet you, much like that water that flows to the lowest place. And maybe just maybe target something in your life right now that you're like, I just wish this weren't here, right? I don't know what it is, you know? Maybe it's, it's it, just something that, that you wish weren't a part of your story. Maybe it's, it's shameful. Maybe it brings some sense of guilt. Maybe you just beat yourself up over it. Um, and would you just allow the grace of God through this simple act of coming to these tables, um, allow this to be just kind of that like water, just let it flow to that lowest place in you and let it just say, hey, right there, you are loved, you have value, you have worth, you are in the process of becoming. And whatever you're hoping happens in your life, it doesn't need to happen today. Just keep taking steps forward. Just keep walking forward and receive the grace to keep walking forward. I remember someone saying to me at one point in time, um, I think I, many years ago I had referenced like taking communion together. And they said to me, um, Kerr, we don't take communion. You don't take anything from God. All you do is receive it. We receive communion. Um, so just receive. Receive. And let's, let's be that kind of community. And as we receive, let's go from here. And this week, would you look? Would you look in these 9,990 other minutes of this week? Um, look to reach out and just encourage somebody. Just remind them that they're loved, that they're valuable, they have worth. God's love is right there with them in whatever, whatever they're facing. Um, let's be that kind of community. So, God, thank you for today. Thank you for Mike and Patty. Thank you for Keith and Piper. Thank you for the beautiful work of restoration that you've brought about in their lives. And um, thank you even just for just their, their willingness to admit that they're, they're not done. They haven't arrived. They're still in the process of becoming. Um, so, Jesus, thank you that as you were with your disciples, you broke that bread and you gave thanks and you said, this is my body, which is for you. And thank you for uh, the cup that you poured so this cup represents the new covenant in my blood, which is for you, for the forgiveness of sin. Um, so we receive this wonderful gift that you've laid out for us. And uh, do your work, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.